Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, the issue of supply management for a long time, I think, was, was untouchable. Whether it was liberal government, conservative government, nobody wanted to touch this. And I suppose technically that hasn't changed. The new government we have is uh, continuing that, that approach. Um, but it seems as though there were those who are willing to broach the subject. Uh, Maxime Bernier, for example running for the conservative leadership, has uh, said quite clearly and plainly that supply management needs to go. And so hopefully that will become the norm and not the exception in politics. But maybe people aren't as familiar with it. I think if you're a dairy farmer or an egg farmer, you're probably well aware of it. But I don't know that the average consumer understands the impact that it has. We go to the store, we buy milk, and maybe we don't think about why it costs what it costs. Because as of today, by the way, September 1st, the price of milk goes up again for the second time this year. And so why is that? It's because of supply management. Now, joining us to talk about the flaws in this policy and more, per, more to the point, though, what it means for low-income households in Canada. We've got a policy that keeps prices artificially high. Joining us on the line is uh, Vincent Geloso. He's an associate researcher at the Montreal Economic Institute. Uh, Vincent, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. All right. Well, why is uh, the price of uh, milk going up today? Well, the thing is, it's part of a long-term trend where the production quotas, which are designed to make sure that there's less supply of dairy products and also poultry and eggs in Canada, uh, by reducing the supply will lead to higher prices. And this is a long-term trend where uh, uh, prices for milk and for uh, eggs and poultry are increasing faster than inflation. So the real price every year keeps going up and up and up, which is uh, in contrast to other countries without supply management where prices have either been stable or falling. I mean, the argument is often made that you see price fluctuations in those countries and that somehow supply management gives us price stability and certainty. What do you make of that argument? Well, the thing is, every argument have to be have to be weighed against the benefits. So probably there's some advantage of volatility. Uh, obviously, uh, people who say that have a poor understanding of history. Uh, before international trade, there was much more volatility in prices. If there was one region of Canada that suffered a shock, everywhere in Canada would suffer. With, go- with greater global trade, one shock in Canada doesn't affect the prices for Canadians everywhere. So there's uh, less volatility thanks to international trade. So supply management, I'm not buying that argument. But even if it was positive, and let's say it is for a second, uh, it is increasing prices. And you will agree with me that a dollar's, a dollar's worth of higher prices is worth more to a poor family in uh, whatever part of, whatever it is, whatever it is the poorest parts of Calgary is worth more to the, that family in that area than to the family in the richest part of Calgary. It's right. because a uh, poor household, $1 is worth more to them, but they also spend more on food uh, than richer households as a, as a share of their income. So when you look at the burden of supply management that comes through higher prices, 
it falls disproportionately on the back of poor people. And the, burden is so, and the burden is so heavy that it's pushing, and this is our estimate that we've done, it's pushing between 133,000 Canadians to 189,000 Canadians under poverty. So under the poverty line, this is the number of Canadians who are under poverty because of that. That's a huge amount. And let's say that the volatility argument you've made was, was true, that it, it, there was a benefit for farmers. We have to weigh that against at the maximum, 189,000 Canadians in poverty. I'm making the pros and cons here, and I'm saying 189,000 Canadians in poverty, that's pretty much a big con against supply management. Yeah, but the point is that we, we so rarely talk about what it means to the consumer. It seems the debate is always centered around those who, who benefit from supply management. Yes. Uh, generally, the debate is centered around uh, either farmers or uh, some uh, restaurant owners. Uh, but the biggest, the biggest losers in, this, in the debate are consumers. Consumers are the biggest losers by far. And it's just, as I've mentioned, $1 is worth more to a poor household than it is worth for a rich household. And when you look at the, the burden of supply management, so not only does it push close to 190,000 Canadians under poverty, it also has the impact of acting as a tax. And that tax is roughly equal to 2.5% of the income of the poorest Canadians. And the richest Canadian, that burden is 0.5% of their income. So the burden of supply management is five times heavier for poorer households than it is for rich households. And this is, this is mind-boggling, and I never get why some people who defend supply management do not see this problem, and they're, they're defending it. And that's the biggest con against the system. It falls on the back of the poor only to help 13,500 farms. One-eighth of farms in Canada are helped by supply management. And to help them, we're, we're throwing 189,000 people under the bus. I have a hard time defending that policy. Well, and explain how it works, because part of supply management are these these massive tariffs that exist on any dairy imports into Canada. So those are few and far between. And so it is Canadian-made milk and dairy products that, that get inflated because of this policy. We have quotas in place that limit how many producers there, there can be in the first place. We've, we've got these, these set prices. So how does it work in practice? So in practice, the entire goal of the system is to make sure that there isn't too much people producing on the Canadian market and to make sure there's not Canadians are not trying in the face of a limited production not trying to go to foreigners like to the United States we put in massive barriers where you have to pay 300% tariff on so when you want to import milk from the United States in great quantity you're slapped with a 300% tax on the price of that milk so we're making sure that we're keeping every foreign good affected by supply management outside of the country. The result is higher prices. And it seems odd to me because we've got a lot of other branches of agriculture. We've got dairy, or not dairy farmers, rather, uh, beef farmers, uh, barley producers uh, who compete internationally, and uh, they export their product, and we realize how important it is to have access to those markets, and they compete. So why do we have one segment uh, of the industry so protected? This is a question I've been bogging my head around for <laughs> yeah. years. Because if you look at what's happened since the installation of supply management, it's there's still 91% of the farm, 91% of the farms that were there at the beginning of supply management in the dairy sector have closed down since it started. It's the same percentage as uh, 
pork farms, so uh, pig farms, and they don't have supply management. So supply management hasn't even managed to save farms. I'm not getting why this is a great policy. This is, this is one of the most absurd policies we have in Canada. Look at the list of cons. It increases prices by an amount equal to $444 a year for the average Canadian family. That burden is much higher for poorer people in terms of their income. It pushes 200,000 Canadians under the poverty line. It prevents farm, younger farmers to compete in international markets because if they want to enter now, they're stuck with a massive mortgage to pay the quotas they had to buy, so they can't make investments, new production methods. They can try to build niche markets, so they're stuck out of the, out of the market. They're stuck out of the world market. All of that to have the exact same result that all the other sectors without supply management have. I'm weighing the pros and cons here, and the pros seem like a tin sheet of Bible paper, and the list of cons is as big as the Bible. Right. You know, and it's interesting because, uh, and I've already seen these these arguments out there today, that, you know, if we allow more American dairy into Canada, well, the Americans, they subsidize their dairy farmers, so they're going to undercut Canadian producers. Um, But again, it's a perspective that totally ignores the advantage that would have to the consumer. Well, you know, there's there's two arguments. So there's one about quality that is often made, and I I know you haven't raised it up, but I need to answer this because mm-hmm. this is a strategy on the part of uh, the Dairy Farmers Union to conflate terms in the debate. We can have quality control without having supply management. We can control the quality of what comes at the border without having a system that restricts the capacity of Canadians to buy foreign goods. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is the argument about uh, whether or not it's uh, in terms of the subsidies that Americans give. This is probably where the lack of understanding of economics is a, is a big problem. Because when Americans give their, money for, they give their money to their farms, to their farmers, and they export stuff, they're lowering prices for us. From a Canadian perspective, we're getting American taxpayer dollars for free. Yeah. Okay, and Americans are making themselves less tax competitive because the sub- because the subsidized they have to tax themselves. So we're getting their money for free, and we're more attractive in fiscal terms because they're deteriorating their position. I am not buying this argument that subsidies from the Americans is a problem. It's a great thing for us. It's free money. I mean, by definition, if Americans want to subsidize our quest to eliminate poverty in Canada, I'm all in favor of it. It's dumb policy for them. But it's a great policy for us. Well, yeah, and it's it's uh, maybe the way we need to, to approach this issue. We'll, we'll leave it there, Vincent. People can read more. It's IEDM.org. It's the website for the Montreal Economic Institute. Uh, thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure. All right, Vincent Geloso, Associate Researcher at Montreal Economic Institute, which, by the way, is where Maxime Bernier used to be at, which is what was so frustrating about seeing him as part of the conservative government because he went from opposing supply management to the Montreal Economic Institute to defending it as a conservative cabinet minister uh, to now coming back home, I guess, as it were, as a leadership candidate saying it's got to go. 974-8255. We can talk a bit more about this. I've got a few other issues uh, to get to here. It's Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.